you're relaxing because of our techniques. You meditated, <laughs> maybe you slept. You're finally getting to that place of chill. Like maybe. Just relax. Welcome to Just Relax, a podcast where we take that advice seriously. I'm Rachel. I'm Heather. And we're just two millennials trying to chill out one experiment at a time. Namaste, hey, Heather. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, Rachel. Oh, my hey. God. Uh, I wanted to hear how it rolled off the tongue, and I gotta say it is kind of, like, catchy. Might as well, five episodes in, we're finally getting the hang of it and letting you be who you are, and you're changing me in the process. I'm changing you. Hashtag change for the better. Are you still on the hashtag kick? I will always be on the hashtag kick. Okay, Rach, how have you done with your sleep challenge? We're finished. Two weeks. I did not feel very successful, and I'm a little bit disappointed in myself. Why? What went on this week? Because what, what did you say you were going to change from last week? You were going to do the 4 a.m. wake up, and yeah. that was like what? That was the only thing you were going to change? Well, the, the main thing I was trying to do was just be more consistent and also like get up early so I could utilize morning. So I was trying to do like go to bed by 10, wake up at six. And I did that. I'm not disappointed with that structure of it. I'm disappointed because like as the two weeks went on, I was pushing it. You know, you always have that conversation with yourself early in the morning, your alarm goes off. It's like, oh, but it's just so warm in here. Like 10 minutes. I'll just read the news and then I'll get up. I'll just check this and then I'll get up. Preach. So like at first, for the first solid week, I think I was pretty good at being like 6 a.m., get out of bed, good to go. As we got to the end of the second week, I started pushing it more and more and then I was letting it slip. I also didn't find that I was more relaxed during the day. I actually felt like I was more stressed. Because you were like overthinking the sleep schedule thing? Because you were like one of those things where it's like, oh, I wanted to adhere to this and then it like didn't work out. So now I'm stressed that I'm not like maintaining this thing that's supposed to make me relax I think kind of because if I didn't do it and I didn't get up on time I would like kind of beat myself up over it and that and then I carried the tone of that through my day right so I was like oh damn it you didn't get out of bed on time loser <laughs> loser you know how we talk to ourselves so <laughs> then I oh was God, like yeah. well I guess today's a write-off and then I like wouldn't do as well through the day yeah that's fair I get that it was hard. It was a it was a hard one. And it sucks because there's so much science behind the sleep schedule thing. But ultimately, unless you have like a very structured life, plus like we're young. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking too. Like some nights it would be quarter to 10. And I'm like, damn it. Like I have to get ready for bed. There's so much day left. I feel like, like I just get to the point in the day where I was starting to like have free time. So then I wanted to relax or get ready or yeah actually relax imagine that um or you know just enjoy part of the day by like going out for a drink or like watching something on tv but instead it would be like oh no I have to get to bed so I can get up early because I have to get eight hours of sleep and then I'll wake up and then I'll blah blah it just I don't I know schedules and routines are really great and they function well for a reason for a lot of people and like it's great if you have a very consistent routine but I don't and I don't want one right now yeah and that's totally fair it's so funny how you're like oh I don't want to go to bed yet because at like 9 30 I'm like okay 
just make it like another 15 20 minutes <laughs> until you can like until you can like actually argue that this is a legit time to start getting ready for bed like I'm like you know what just make it until you're not just make it until you're past the point of being lame <laughs> like just oh make God. it a little bit further because like so I too failed the challenge um I napped a lot what but, and you know what, it's actually my friends who supported me in this because it was one of those things where I would complain. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so tired. Like I want to take a nap. My friends would be like, then just take a nap. And I'm like, no, cause like I'm doing this thing where I want to only get like, I'm not supposed to nap. Like I'm supposed to get eight hours of sleep at night and like, it's supposed to be fine. And they were like, well, did you get eight hours last night? And I would be like, no. Cause like realistically I wouldn't like these last two weeks have been crazy with like finals and stuff. And so I was like, no. And they're like, oh, well then if you only got like seven hours of sleep last night, then have a one hour nap. And then you got eight hours. And I was like, you're right. Good night. Like, oh no. I just uh, imagine you being like, that's all the convincing I needed. Okay. Back to bed. <laughs> literally. And like, I am totally that person. So I've been doing this since high school. I make my bed every single morning when I wake up. Like I just do. And it's actually an anti-nap, like, <laughs> uh, like barrier <laughs> barrier because I like don't want to get like my bed is made like I'm not gonna ruin my bed just to, like have to remake it after I wake back up like after I get out of my nap and so I make my bed in the morning and then I don't get back into it but like I will pre-meditate if I want to have a nap so like I purposely won't make my bed in the morning because I'm like yeah I'm definitely crawling into this later and it's fantastic Oh my gosh, just like a nap shield. No nap shield. Yeah, no nap shield. Especially now that I have like a dog walker and um, my dog's crate is in my bedroom. So she has to like come into my bedroom to get my dog when she gets here. So it's like, I don't want my bedroom to look like ass when she walks in. So I always like make my bed and make sure my room looks really nice. Like every day before I leave. Looks like ass. <laughs> what? I just, I do this thing, which is like super obnoxious. But when my friends say something like ass I don't know like I imagine a literal butt like (laughs) (laughs) so it's like when someone's like a long ass time I'm like really a long ass (laughs) yeah a long ass just a bad like you literally think of that that's gross because now I'm literally thinking of it it's awful because what's I don't know where where, (laughs) when it started but it's so bad it reminds me of in how I met your mother when every time somebody said like oh my god we're having major problems ted and um robin would look at each other and they would like salute and be like major problems like as if it's a title like oh my god i was like majorly bummed out and be like majorly bummed out like it would be so funny i love that i love jokes that are just a play on language it's definitely where my humor is at So we're both not great at uh, sleeping. And the thing is, I'm really great at sleeping. Like, I'm awesome at sleeping. I do it so much. I fall asleep instantly. I never have problems. But whatever. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to dream more, too. Which I did. But uh, I don't know if that was related to anything else. Something else I've been dealing with lately is my partner comes in to bed, like, really late at night. Or he just stays up late. And we have a small apartment. So... I've been hearing him all through the night because he's definitely a night owl and I'm, I'd rather be a morning person. So it's like finding that balance has been really challenging. So like for the past three nights, I just haven't gotten a full good night's sleep because I'll wake up at two in the morning and like hear, hear him like moving around and like I'll be awake for that or... Yeah, you'll get used to it, but it's hard to adjust to living with someone. Yeah, and it's like I know I have gotten used to it in the past, but it's just getting used to it again. 
Yeah. Oh, especially with such different schedules right now, because my work schedule is pretty normal and typical, like eight to five through the week. It's normal. But for him, it's like, sometimes it's like nine in the morning till like midnight. And that's his normal. So that's kind of annoying for him, I'm sure. Like also when you start living with someone that you're like subconscious is so much more aware of it than you are. Like not that this is the same, but when I got my puppy and started like living with him, obviously it's like I became, I'm already a light sleeper, but I became a much more light sleeper because I'm like, my brain is on waiting to like hear him in the night to see if like I need to let him out especially when he was like a little baby puppy like that was such a thing and I wake up in an instant if I hear him like I always know when he's moving like, yeah so it's like, like just, you're living with someone new who's making more noise but you're also more susceptible to that because you're like aware of somebody else being there and it's like your subconscious is trying to like keep tabs on them to make sure like everything's chill yeah it is just different especially since I was in this space for some time before he got here. So I was sleeping like a, like a baby because we had a new bed. It's a nice king size bed. And I was just like sprawled out, living my best life, mm-hmm. uh, getting up whenever I wanted to, preferably early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it was great. But like, this will be great too. I just need to like get through the adjustment period. So it was very interesting that we had this challenge and I was more conscious of my sleeping habits while he was here and we're getting used to that as well. Yeah, totally. So overall, like, would you continue to try and like be more conscious of your sleeping and will you try to nap less or how do you think you'll carry these lessons as you go forward? I think I totally will. I'm really, I really appreciate and love my eight hours, especially because like in my mind, eight is kind of like luxurious So I try to adhere to the eight hours. And then that way, if I don't like, that's my, that's my maximum. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the goal. But if I only get like seven or six, like I know I can still function on that and that's fine. And I mean, maybe I won't try to go like cold turkey on the naps, but maybe just like get them down. Cause today I napped for like an hour and a half. (laughs) Okay. Cause I was just tired. I'm just like, well, fuck, I got nothing else to do. Might as well just lay down with my dog on yeah. the couch well and technically this is the first day of our new challenge so you're you're in the clear true so yeah maybe just like cutting them down to like 45 minutes and then 20 minutes and then hopefully no naps ever again or maybe just like i need to incorporate more things in my life that are going to make me more awake in general in the afternoon like i don't know what it is about the afternoon like between two and three is like my dead zone like that is my like you must nap now or die zone so That's fair. I think I cope with that zone by like getting another coffee. Honestly, I think I will continue to strive to get up early in the morning. And I think once I know I've had a better night's sleep, because one of my issues this week has been, you know, if if I've been awake through the night at different points, then when my alarm goes off at 6am, I feel like, oh, but I was awake at like 2am for that little bit. So like, I should sleep a little bit more to like sleep that off. So I think oh once things God. are more, I know it's the logic traps again. I love the logic <laughs> traps. It's like, you'll tell yourself anything. Uh, speaking of, I want to talk about when I tried to get up at four in the morning. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I really want to revisit this because I think it was just a bad timing. Cause right now it's like, I'm really like deep into like thinking about work and trying to like hustle and like this podcast and everything that's going on in my life. It's a very, um, transitory period so uh I just don't feel like very at peace in general so like my ideal was that I was gonna wake up before in the morning and like it would be silent and then I would (laughs) you know stretch out of bed and like go and look outside and notice that there's no cars and no people and I would just feel like refreshed and like some poetic inspiration would hit me 
And then I sit down and, <laughs> you know, write down this whole long, beautiful poem about the silence and peace that is four in the morning. Instead, <laughs> it was this morning. <laughs> My alarm went off at four because I was going to try and have that poetic moment. Mm-hmm. And I just was just like, God damn it. I just like, <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, no, I just like started falling asleep again after I was woken up. So I like tried to crawl in a bed to like go have, like start looking out the window to think that would make me feel better. But I do live right outside of like a highway and there were still cars moving on it. So I'm like, there's nothing silent about four in the morning. This is bullshit. And I went back to bed. <laughs> Four in the morning where I live is sketchy because I live in like the rundown part. I live in um, the city of Oshawa, which is like an hour east of Toronto, the bad area of Oshawa. So like four in the morning is scary. <laughs> like four in the morning is when you got like drunk people. I've been woken up at four in the morning by just like people screaming outside our building <laughs> or like police lights shining through my window. It's like oh. classic. I mean, I'm safe, but it's just a Well, I mean, I'm not too far off because I'm in the middle of the city here. So it's uh, it's any any place that's densely populated like that is going to have its problems. So that's, that's kind of one of the things that made it uncomfortable for me is because I imagined four in the morning, like I would go outside and like breathe the fresh air and like enjoy the silence of like being out there when no one else is. But the problem is where I live, like there are people out there. They live out there. They live on the streets and it's uh, not abnormal. So like that made me want to sort of respect their space too. And not like, you know, I'm not just going to like wander through if they're trying to sleep somewhere and like try and get my peaceful moment when they're like trying to get theirs too. Uh, So yeah, so I just uh, (laughs) tried and failed. (laughs) Totally. So like, I feel kind of, you know, I really want to give challenges a bit more of a go because I feel like the ones we've been doing, we sort of imagine how we're going to do them beforehand, but then we don't like really yeah. give them our all. So we're I think I'm asking this. <laughs> we are half asking this a little bit, and I'm I don't want to do that. And uh, but I also think it's good that we're being real too and, and mm-hmm. explaining like we're not trying to lie. We could easily be here and be like, oh, this was great. I'm so relaxed. Ooh, sleeping, yay! But instead, we're telling you the truth, and uh, I hope listeners appreciate that but I also think they would appreciate if we really like dove into some more intense challenges and ones that were like more impactful for our days yes I agree I want to be I want to be more committed because I think yeah I'm going into these challenges being like I mean I'm not invested so I'm not going to try because I already think they're not going to work so maybe I need to like change my approach I'm like mature enough to admit that I can change my approach well, is there anything that you feel like will work? Because I go into most of them thinking that they're immediately going to fix me. So I think we're coming from the opposite ends of the spectrum. We totally I, are. Because I totally feel like are. every challenge is going to be the cure-all and I'm going to be relaxed because of it. Um, I don't know. Like, I really... I mean, you could be honest. It's it's a good to have a healthy dose of skepticism and, like, we balance each other that way. Because I, I, I believe that I'm going to be, like, a chill person. In a year's time. I really fucking hope so. What What if we try this? How about we set aside the time for it and go into everyone expecting that there is some credibility to it? And then if within a day or two that's not true, then we just document the experience as is. But I think we should at least like go into it with the intention of giving it our all. Yes, I agree. I like that. Okay, so even though our next challenge is a little bit, uh, it's a unique one, but we'll get to that a little bit later. 
So what? What on earth is stressing you out this week? Okay. You know what? I actually have a really weird thing to say. My lack of stress is stressing me out. Oh my God. So like it is major finals week for me right now. I literally, I've never not cared this much. Like, usually I do, like, even if I'm, like, fairly confident in the exam, like, I'll still review, like, I'll still do a bit of studying. I literally have opened zero notes, zero books, zero PowerPoints from any of my classes so far. And I'm literally, like, I'll get to class and I'll sit down and, like, they'll hand me the exam and I have no feelings. Like, I just write it. And even if there's a question where I have literally no fucking clue, I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. I could fail all of these and still pass. Like, and maybe that's, like, nice. It's just, like it's I'm literally like stressed out because then I get home and I'm like oh my god what the fuck is wrong with me like I should care more why don't I have the like motivation to study why don't I like need to like why don't I care like I should be caring like why is this such a thing like what has happened to me my bad student now like and I just start freaking out and my friends like I have a group chat with some friends and they're like yeah I've been doing this studying or like no I'm not gonna study either and I'm just like oh my god like why like what is wrong with us and then I freak out so well, okay, well, that's, this is unique. This is unique, and I don't really know how to handle you not. I don't know stressed. either. I'm just like, uh, oh, fuck. So like, I, I just, think we I can. That's a coping mechanism. It's, this sounds like depression. I'm just going to put it out there. Oh, that's true. It does sound like that. Because you're just like, <laughs> I just sleep all the time, and I don't care or feel anything. Oh it's God. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is what it feels. That is totally what it sounds like. That's not what it feels like, though. Like, okay, I know like, I'm not depressed because, like, I have been severely clinically depressed in the past. I know that's not it. Okay. I think it's just that, like, part of me. So, I do obviously stress out about the fact that I'm not stressed out. <laughs> but then, part of me is like, maybe I'm just like so secure in this. Because, like, before I would always stress out about my exams because I knew that I had to do well on them to do well in my like final to get a good final grade but like I've done well all year and like this has been a very it's like a one-year intensive grad program and it's been very hard and I've worked my fucking ass off all year so now I feel like it's getting to the point where I'm like you know what I have written tests where I've studied really hard I've written tests where I've forgotten to study and I get generally the same mark so like what's the point and stressing myself out more to like study this stuff that honestly like I'm a good student I do all my assignments I do all my readings mostly um (laughs) I like pay attention in class I participate so like I should because as a teacher that's how you teach your students it's not like talk to them for two months and then all of a sudden they learn everything while studying for the test like they should be learning as you go so it's like a test should never be a surprise you know what I mean so it's like it's just coming from maybe that place now. And I feel like I also have bigger priorities at this point in studying. I'm like, you know what? I could spend my weekend studying or I could spend my weekend job searching, which is more important to me right now. Cause like, I know I'm going to pass, I'm going to get through my exams and it's going to be fine. So I just need to find a job. That's my biggest. And I'm not even stressed about that because like, I don't have to be stressed yet. Like I'll give myself like another month before I start to like freak the fuck out. It's like it is stressful, but not in the like emergency need a job right now kind of way. So I think we can attribute this to one of two things. Well, I think you explained it well in that you have been through this before and like you've 
already prepared yourself so much that it doesn't you don't need to stress about that sort of stuff because you've already invested so much time and energy into your program i think it could also be just like one of those things that you have been a student many times and not only that but you've been a teacher so it's Mm -hmm. life experience that i think like that's one of the great things about getting older and like the true blessing of aging and getting to where we are is that i think that we get through these different phases and then if we've been there before it's not as scary and we can just kind of like navigate through it with life experience which brings peace so that could be it or it could be our techniques you're relaxing because of our techniques. You meditated. <laughs> maybe. You You're finally getting to that place of chill. Like, maybe. I'm going to say wow. it's that. I'm going to wow. say it's the latter. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're uh, on, the, on the path. So do you have a question to ask me? <laughs> Sorry, I was taking a Snapchat picture. <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. I'm trying to be on our platforms. We have Snapchat? Actually, this is my personal Snapchat. <laughs> Yeah, come on. Um, Rach, what is stressing you out this week? So I have this problem where if one thing goes wrong at work or during my day, and it's not even something that goes terribly wrong, but if it's like I do something and I don't perform at the level that I expect for myself, the whole rest of the day I'm just like, I'm a failure. I'm not doing this well. People are judging me. And it's like, usually I'm pretty good at being confident and not uh, letting little mess ups sort of control the rest of my day. Right. But I think it's just the pressure of like wanting to do well when things are so new, like wanting to do well in my new friendships and like my new work life and just, I want to do well. And it's, I love my life here so much and I want to rise to the occasion and make sure that I can maintain this level of you know lifestyle that I've I've sort of built and like make sure that I maintain these friendships and I do well in my job right so that when one little thing goes wrong I I need to stop like stressing out over it and letting it sort of like take over because it's it's not uh, helpful and I really like these things are so minor you don't even like (laughs) they're not things that should be making me feel like I'm not doing well but Mm -hmm. uh like, I can see that in retrospect, but as they happen, I'm like, damn it. Like, why did I do that? Why didn't I say it this way? Why didn't I try and do it this way? Like, I, I, I'm better than that. So that's what has been stressing me out. And you know what? You know what that sounds like to me? What? Anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, I think you're right. <laughs> I've dealt with, like, very severe anxiety before. And I, I think this is a very, like, low level because it's not like, you know, my heart rate's not going up. I'm not, like, panicking. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just letting it kind of eat away a little bit at me, yeah. um, which is still not great. And uh, I, I think been better th- in the mo- more recent days just to not let it, like, control me. But I think it's, like, I'm also trying to remember the good things that I do and the compliments I get. And internalize those just as much so they balance out. Since we're both hella stressed out, we should probably throw ourselves into our next new challenge, which we will tell you about after this break. Follow us on all of our social media. We're at Just Relax Pod. Follow us. Don't text us. That's weird. But definitely comment on our Instagram. Drop us some DMs. Tweet at us. We all just need to like calm the fuck down a little bit. You can also find us at JustRelaxPod.com.
I'm actually excited for this challenge. What is it? Introduce. I figured you would be because it falls into the camp of your scope of, you know, practices and experience. So we are going to pray and I'm serious. We're going to pray the stress away. Yeah. Pray the stress away. That's what we're going to do. So uh, we're going to sort of connect with a higher being and for me that will look a little bit different than how it will look for you what you see like as christian representation is you pray before you go to bed because like you've gone through a whole day you have things that you can reflect on granted a lot of christians also pray in the morning to like for a good for a good day and stuff i've always prayed at night that's how i best connect with god and like when i've gone through my phases of being like extremely active to like low and moderate activity in my um faith I've still always maintained a nighttime interaction with my faith. So it's like, I don't know, I'll sit down and read the Bible at night or like once I get in bed and I pray by talking out loud. So I will like be in bed and I'll just like start talking. And that's just how I pray. I've even gone so far as to pray when I've been like walking places. Like if I have a long walk to like campus or something, like I'll pray. And by pray, I do mean like talking out loud. So I look kind of like a crazy person. But I'm okay with it. That's fascinating. You're judging me. It's okay. I am judging you because I'm thinking of all the people I hear muttering when I walk around. I'm like, now I'm going to imagine they're praying. (laughs) I mean, they could be. Okay, I'm going to explain some science behind prayer right now. Because a lot of people are probably like, what the fuck does praying have to do with not being so stressed out? Let me tell you. As I've been doing my research, it basically boils down to the fact that it's like, it's a similar practice to meditation. So basically anytime, and like, it doesn't even have to be prayer or meditation, but anytime you do a, like a brain exercise, if you will, where you're focusing your mind intensely on one subject, it helps to like build the canals within your mind and to exercise your brain and to, um, exercise your frontal lobe, which is like super important in the way that we process. There's a really great series of five short articles, which we will post on our um, website. And they were, they're written by, they're posted by NPR. And it's a special series, a five part article um, called the science of spirituality. And I'm specifically looking at the third article, which is entitled prayer may reshape your brain and your reality. So basically by like focusing heavily. And so they, it's this whole methodology and they looked at a study where um, this guy took brain scans of people who prayed or meditated or took part in some sort of like heavy spiritual activity for a minimum of an hour a day. So the people that he's looking at are like older and are very, very spiritual. So like one of the guys that he gave a brain scan of was a um, United Methodist minister from Toronto whose name is Reverend Scott McDermott. And he has done a minimum of two hours of intense prayer every day for, do I want to say 25 years? It's either 25 or 40 because there's another guy who did like, oh, I think the other guy did like 40 years of meditation or something for like the same amount of time. But anyways, basically this guy, guy's frontal lobe was like extremely extremely so basically he took a brain scan of this guy while he was in an intense state of prayer praying for other people not praying for himself that's specifically what triggers this like frontal lobe kind of like connection and the exercises so like the frontal lobe handles focused attention and uh yeah if you can focus then your amygdala which controls your like stress hormones doesn't get so out of control and you are more easy 
easy, you're, you more easily surpass your stress because you can focus on other things if you exercise okay. your focus center. So this does sound pretty similar to meditation. So what, mm-hmm. what are the differences? So there, I will go through the similarities and differences. So uh, similarities are things like it increases your immunity, like it helps with like physical stuff in your body. Um, so it lowers inflammation and raises immunity, which is like really fucking cool. Basically the difference. So when you meditate, it's all like very introspective and very focused on yourself, but prayer specifically focuses, well, a lot of prayer focuses on others. Don't get me wrong. You can totally pray for yourself, but a lot of prayer is to like, think about others. Praying and the act of reaching out to a higher power helps you to, it puts you in touch with like a true purpose. Like you feel like you're part of like a bigger thing and just that reordering of how you think of yourself in the grand scheme of the world it it fights anxiety and depression because like anxiety and depression comes from two ends where it's either like you feel like you don't matter at all or like every single thing you do matters so much by praying you like help to kind of center yourself in like a god-centered world and it puts you it helps you to understand your place and to not like over get like overly anxious about anything or like get depressed about anything there's different ways that you can pray right like for me i'm not invested in any sort of spirituality right now uh so this is a very unique challenge because i don't know how to do it and i used to so what i used to do is like write down prayers and write to the god that i was you know sending my feelings to and thinking was the creator of all and that was a great way to sort of catalog my thoughts but also put them somewhere and give them to someone yeah absolutely i used to do that too when i was younger and then in university i explored my faith a lot and i went to church a lot and i was in different or faith groups and like Bible groups and prayer circles and blah, blah, blah. So I got like very well practiced in the art of prayer, if you will. So I have a very um, like structured way of praying. Tell me about it. I, I guess I'll start off with like, I am a Christian. I'm a United Church of Canada Christian, which is like the most fucking liberal church ever. We don't give two fucks about most things other than like being good to thy neighbor or whatever. Um, And like don't murder and stuff. But (laughs) like we love the gays. We love the everybody. We don't care about literally anything unless you kill someone. But then even then you're probably still like getting into heaven. So whatever. Um, That's a pretty low low bar you said there. (laughs) It's, you know what, it's not for me to judge. That's, yeah, that's fair. I think that's an important part about United Christian because I was raised in that faith as well. Uh, you know, we're family. That typically happens. Families are raised in the same yeah, faith. Yeah. Same faith. Uh, and like, I love no, it. I'm I, Jewish. <laughs> I absolutely, but I love the United Church. I think it's amazing. And I would love to visit and continue to, you know, carry a piece of that with me forever um, because it is really accepting and it's not one that uh, seems, like we wouldn't just sit there in a building and talk about how great we are for not sinning. We would actually talk about like proactive solutions to problems and like connect real world experiences. And I never felt like I should carry any shame for any action that I did, unless it was something that I knew was wrong and I didn't, you know, do anything to, to feel empathy afterwards, you know? Exactly. So it's like, it's more of like learning to identify like who you are and what your faith means for you. But at the end of the day, I just felt like it was a really beautiful thing that like was just a part of being a part of the community. And one way that I feel like a lot of United Christians express that is by joining like community groups or like putting on 
uh, community dinners and like are helping people like you know build their you know like building shelters or yeah. supporting just, just supporting a surrounding exactly so that's why I think it's a great a great place so yeah as a Christian I believe for anybody out there who doesn't know Christianity there's God who is like the creator of the universe and almighty and powerful being blah blah and then he has his son Jesus who is the Messiah so basically the equivalent of God on earth who was sent to save humans and he died for our sins. So in his act of death, he absorbed all of our sin and that kind of continues on in Christianity. So it's like you're supposed to pray and divulge your sins to like Jesus and God because that was kind of the point. It was like you can continue to live of free will if you give up your sins kind of thing. Like as long as you acknowledge like the shit that you did bad, like that's totally chill. When I pray, I pray specifically to Jesus, not to God. And I do it usually I get in bed. And I'll just be like laying there thinking like my eyes will be open. I don't like hold my hands together, mostly because I'm a hand talker. So like even when I'm praying, I'm like gesticulating Um, and I talk out loud and I follow kind of like a formula, I guess, just to make sure I kind of like do everything that I need to do in my prayer. So there is an acronym for an order of prayer, which is called ACTS, like A-C-T-S. And each letter stands for a different part of the prayer. A is adoration. So you basically start with like praising God and praising Jesus and being like, you're amazing. And then C is confession. So you just kind of admit like the shitty things that you've done. And you're like, hey, you fucking rock. I don't. Here's why. And then <laughs> you do T, which is Thanksgiving. So you thank um, God and Jesus for like everything that they've given you and everything that you attribute to them or like, you know, just for like being there and supporting you while you do shit for yourself, like get stuff done. Um, and there's S, which is supplication, which is just a fucking fancy word for asking for shit. So it's just like, that's when you ask for like, you know, watch over this person. So, so yeah. do you find typically, this is just me with how I have prayed in the past. Do you typically ask for things for yourself because like most of mine end up being you know when I'm in a very dire situation to be like okay hey it's me um yeah I know I'm I'm mad at like keeping in touch but uh here I am and I need this thing okay thanks oh yeah and I'm grateful bye (laughs) like Um, that doesn't seem like it's it's actually expressing gratitude but I'm coming at it from a different place I think that's totally fair. Um, the way, so like I came to understand Jesus's role in my life a long time ago as basically like support, like a friend that you can talk to. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not the kind of person, like, I don't really know how people think of prayer, how people think of like Jesus and God and the power that they have. But like, I don't believe that Jesus and God can do anything for me. Like, I'm not like going to sit there and be like, yo, help me, like make me win the lottery. And then once I win, I'll be like, yo, this is Jesus. Thanks, bro. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that they can do stuff like that. I mostly Mm -hmm. think of God and Jesus as just like support. So like, I specifically turn to them when I'm in just like difficult situations to just like help me. It's just kind of like having my peeps. Like, I'm just like, yo, guys, just like be around me help me like see the right decision to make, like help and support me. Like, I know you'll have my back when I make whatever decision I'm going to make, like, just help me to like, just guide me. I just basically ask for guidance. I'll be like, you know, like maybe give me a feeling when I'm headed in the right direction or like, let me feel the like Holy spirit when I'm like in the right place. You know what I mean? Just like anything would be like any hint. And even if I don't feel that, like just to know that I have the support of like, like my God, when I'm making my choices, like is a big comfort to me. So since we're going into this as a challenge, 
What are you going to do that's different in order to test this? Uh, I'm actually going to do it. I haven't. Oh, good. Like, (laughs) I actually haven't really, like, leaned on my faith in a very, very long time. I've, like, struggled with depression pretty heavily for the last, like, two years. So that is something that I've really come away from. I do actually remember the last time I prayed. And that was, I want to say, like, a year and a half ago. Oh, Mm -hmm. it's been a hot minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not to say that, like, I haven't been in church and, like, done, like, the formal kind of praying that you do in church. But honestly, like, I don't put my effort into that. No. I just, like, kind of repeat shit. I'm just like, yes, and faith with you also. Yes, my eyes are closed, but I'm going to slightly open one of them to see if everyone else's eyes are still closed. Exactly. <laughs> um, like, the praying in church is not the real praying. <laughs> that's, like, that's, like, praying for show. Um, <laughs> Pretty much. That's, that's real. Right? So for this challenge, I'm going to do something a little bit different. So you're going to pray at night. Yes. I'm going to pray whenever I feel stressed. So whenever there's a time in the day where I feel like I need to give this stress or anxiety away, instead of just carrying it with me, I'm going to say, hey, God, because I want to talk directly to God just because without my denomination right now, I don't want to have like a structure to it. Um, really, if we're talking about faith and spirituality, I feel most connected to like worshiping our earth because it's what provides all of our things for us. And it's the real creator in my mind, because we're created out of the same particles and, and material as our earth, but that's an aside. <laughs> so, I mean, I could try to pray to mother nature and pray to the earth, but I think it's that'll just, I've done that. Yeah. And I think like when I say God, like that's sort of wrapped up in this, it's, it's the all outside of myself. Sure. So it's like just that extra step outside of me, any control from the universe or our earth that I care deeply about, like that's what I'm looking to gain help with. So whenever I have a problem and I'm stressed, I'm going to just like say, dear God, I'm going to give this to you. You can carry this. I don't want to carry this stress or anxiety away. You know, I hope that's not a burden for you. You can just crumple it up like a piece of paper that's useless and throw it in the corner, but I just can't have it. So let's do this together. So I'm going to do that. Hashtag Jesus take the wheel. Yeah, it's literally. (laughs) So I'm going to do that for the first week. And then I think for the second week, I'm going to incorporate doing that for like the things that are stressing me out, but also giving them and sharing the good. So then also trying to be more grateful, but I'm going to do that the second week just because giving away my stress and also practicing gratitude seems like a lot for a day. So I'm going to like ease into it a little bit. I like it. So I think we're ready to go. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. I think it'll be a change of gears because it's something that's like, you know, that we don't really do at all. Like sleeping, we do that regularly. So we kind of have some feelers in it, but this we don't do regularly. Yeah, this is a brand new-ish practice for like the both of us. Like we don't practice this regularly at all in any capacity. Yeah, so this will be good. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Do you have any predictions? Don't. I'm going to try to go into this with like no expectations and just hope that it goes well. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think I'm going to go into it expecting, you know, I will feel a bit of relief. And maybe like the whole hope is that so then when something does happen in my day that is causing stress, when I give it away, then I have to really be conscious that it's like it's left me. And I yeah. no longer have to carry it. So I think that could be a really good practice. And I'm and I'm hoping that that's like kind of a, a good technique. For sure. I love that. Yeah. Um, and listeners, namaste, tranquil lights. If, even if you're not religious, like just try thinking of like a greater power and energy, a 
source out there that is greater than you that you can like talk to or confide in or give your stress away to like whatever you want like message us tell us even if you are like practicing of a different religion like how would you practice this in judaism or buddhism or hinduism or sikhism or mormonism or catholicism or paganism or I'm really sorry for anybody I've ex- forgotten, which I know there's a lot, but there's so many. But so even even if you're not religious at all, you could even just practice giving it away to you know the squirrel in the park that you pass every day. Yeah, like, just like it doesn't have a to different be... entity. Exactly. So like just give it away. Like we're gonna try and I'm gonna try and give away my stress, and Heather, you're gonna try and have have a moment, a time of reflection, and mm-hmm. practice more gratitude. But you can mm-hmm. do that to something that isn't necessarily a higher being, even though you, you're going to, but our listeners can yeah. pick anything. I like to pray to bearded Jesus. That's yeah. the one with all the, picture, all the pictures are of. Yeah, that. right? If anybody has seen the movie Talladega Nights, then you know my reference. <laughs> now that we know what we're doing for our challenge, let's talk about what we're going to bitch about next week. Yeah, so next week we have a topic episode, and we are going to rant about what... It's like to move to a brand new city and the stresses that are involved with moving, packing up a suitcase, booking a one-way ticket and starting a new life somewhere because both Heather and I have done that. But there's lots of phases in one's life where that happens. You know, you might be going to school, you might be, you know, even in a smaller version, just going somewhere for a summer or something very transient. Mm -hmm. Either way, there's a lot of stress that comes with it. You have a lot more to unpack than just your suitcase when you move somewhere new. So we're going to talk about it. Damn, unpack <laughs> that stress. Yes, people, get at us. Like, contact us with any and all experiences you've had with moving to different cities for any reason whatsoever. Maybe you've had like crazy situations that, you know, is very unique to you, or maybe it's been like pretty easy, or maybe you've mitigated that stress by doing something. Who knows? Yeah. Get at and, us. And also let us know with more extreme cases, too. Like, for me, I know I've moved to cities that are usually English speaking um and similar cultures to the one that i i have been raised in so i know for you heather you've you've moved to a whole new country that is a very different culture but i want to hear all the variations too and what other barriers might come up yeah exactly we want to hear about your stress give your stress to us yes and then we'll we'll read some of your stories Mm -hmm. as we go because we want to make sure that uh, we're incorporating your story into our story and we want to learn from all of our shared experiences. So email us at justrelaxpod at gmail.com. Uh, get us, add us on social media at justrelaxpod. Uh, also follow us, please. That would be nice so we can stay up to date with each other and uh, you know, then you can get all of our updates on how we're sort of moving through the week as we're praying and mm-hmm. trying to give our stress away to something else. So let's do that and we'll get to praying and we'll check in later. Thanks for listening.